and welcome to episode number 31 of the Fuel for Life podcast. My name is Bogdan Kipko, and this is the podcast dedicated to fueling your faith in the one who gives faith in. I believe that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. And so my goal is to help you realize the promise of God's gospel for every part of your life. Well, I hope you're doing well. And thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life, wherever you are, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope that you are moving forward and experiencing God's supernatural blessings for your life. I have a couple quick announcements and we'll get right into today's content. First, if you have not yet done so, check out fuelforlife.tv. It's a brand new digital experience. It has all of my video and audio content. Every single podcast episode I've published, it's right on the website. You can consume it very conveniently. It's set up as a mobile website and it adjusts to any device that you're using. Also, if we're not yet connected on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Let's connect on there, and I would love us to continue our relationship through the digital media spheres. So let's get right into today's episode. And today I want to talk about five uncomfortable phrases that Christians need to start saying more often. And the reason I have a concern for the Christian culture is because a lot of times the phrases we're going to talk about are completely absent or they're very rarely used. And for a group of people who were saved while we were still sinners, it amazes me how confident we are so often in asserting that we have a monopoly on a certain theology or the way that the theology works. And how often do people get thrown under the proverbial tribal bus because they don't understand the Bible the way you do? Of course, there are places that are absolutely non-negotiable, but there are places where it's really up to us and the Holy Spirit to figure out how what is the right way to act. So here are five uncomfortable phrases that I think we would do well if we were to start using more often. Number one phrase is this, I don't know. And as a pastor, I'm always tempted to have and to hold all the right answers. A lot of times people ask me questions and I fear saying I don't know because my credibility might be lost in the eyes of another person. But what I have to constantly remind myself of is the fact that my relationship with Jesus is not based on performance. And even if I don't have the right answer or I do have the right answer all the time, there will be other things I most likely will disappoint a person in because I'm still human. And so I have gotten into the habit of saying I don't know because sometimes I really don't know the answer. And the truth is sometimes you don't know either. And so even using this phrase when asked a question, it's important to do that. And I believe that we shouldn't be ashamed 
of people thinking we don't know something. We should be more ashamed of faking the fact that we really do have all the answers. And I think that the moment that you stop having questions is the moment you stop learning. And when you admit that you don't know something, it admits your vulnerability. It shows to other people that you're actually a human being who doesn't know everything. And when we're that transparent, we run the risk of people realizing who we really are. But I think that is ultimately the way to go to have real, true, authentic community. So I don't think we should be afraid of telling people, you know what, I don't know. A lot of times people ask me why one of their family members or friends got sick with some sort of a terminal illness. The the fact is, I don't know. I don't know why that happened. Uh, My dad passed away from uh, cancer not too long ago. And I don't know why that happened. I trust in God. I trust in God's sovereignty and I trust that God had a plan for his life. But if you were to ask you what the specific reasons for that, I just could not tell you. So I think that we need to get in the habit of saying this very often feared phrase, I don't know. Phrase number two that we need to start saying more often is, I was wrong admitting that we were wrong. And I rarely hear this phrase in in a Jesus culture, especially from people who have placed their theology in a prison rather than a home. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if no one around you ever admitted to being wrong? I personally would feel like a complete failure as someone who can do no right. And so, When people around us, when you admit to somebody that you were wrong, it actually gives you humanity and it gives you credibility that you admit that you are not perfect. You admit that you're pursuing progress. You admit that you don't know everything and you admit that you're human and you do things that are wrong and there's no shame in admitting that. In fact, Christians should be the ones who are the quickest to repent or to ask for forgiveness. And the truth is this, we will be wrong more often than we want to admit. We we might be wrong about the way we interpret a Bible passage. We might be wrong about calling another faithful Christian a false teacher. We might be wrong about the fact that anyone who doesn't read the books I read, listen to the pastors I listen to, or go to the school I go to, have lost their way and have gone astray. There are going to be places and things that we are wrong about, and I think that there's no shame in using this uncomfortable phrase more often and admitting I was wrong, not blame shifting, not changing the subject, not dodging the question, but just saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Number three phrase we need to start saying more often is, I really appreciate you. And my growing concern for the church and for the people in the church is that we won't end up catching the 10 leper syndrome. And this is when Jesus heals 10 lepers only to have one turn back and return to Jesus to thank him. Even Jesus seemed perturbed at the other nine. And so my question is, when was the last time that we looked someone in the eyes, genuinely connected with them face to face and told them that we appreciate them? When was the last time we let our spouse know that they are appreciated? How about your community group leader, your pastor, your parents? 
letting people know that you appreciate them should be the norm, not the exception for funerals and eulogies. You can thank people and let them know that you appreciate them wherever you are. And I have not met a person who said, you know what? I get thanked too much or people appreciate me too much. People always need encouragement. People always need appreciation. So what I would suggest, whatever life sphere you're in, whatever vocation you're in, appreciate people, make it a rule, make it something that you do, make it something that you enjoy. And I believe that this will catch on and other people around you will start doing the same thing. So begin saying this phrase more often. I really appreciate you. Number four phrase that we need to start saying more often is actually not a phrase at all. It's nothing. Sometimes we just have to sit still and not say anything. Living in a very noisy world, we are terribly afraid of silence. And often the best advice is no advice at all. And sometimes a person doesn't want to hear a solution to their problem. They just want someone to listen to their problem. And that's the solution right there. And this is especially true when someone is grieving or going through a difficult time. There absolutely is a time to encourage, to build up, to edify, to rebuke, to restore, or to call for repentance. Or to quote Philippians 4, 6 to an anxious person. Or to quote John 14, 6 to someone questioning the exclusivity of Jesus being the only way to God. Or to quote Ephesians 3.20 when casting a big vision. But saying nothing is the uncomfortable phrases that we need to get comfortable with. A crazy thing happens when you don't say anything. You begin to hear. You also begin to listen. So sometimes we don't need to say anything at all. We just need to say nothing. And number five, uncomfortable phrase that we need to start saying more often is no. Here's the thing. You need to learn to say no to good things so you can say yes to great things. I personally get tons of opportunities every single day to do a lot of different things, but I have learned to say no to good things in order to say yes to great things. But if you're like me, you don't want to disappoint people. If you're like me, you want other people to like you and to think that you're above the average and overachiever. But here is the reality. Saying yes to everything is not about being an amazing servant. It's about being a foolish steward. Because the moment you say yes to something, you're instantaneously and simultaneously saying no to something else. And so the filter that I personally use when I accept or decline an opportunity is I think about is does what I'm being asked to do, does it fit into my life mission and vision? Does it fit into the sphere of what I'm able to do? Is this something that I'm good at? Is it something that's going to help someone else? Or is it something I can delegate to somebody else? Or is it something that I can ask someone else to do because they're much better at it? Here's the thing, friends. Burning out because you have overcommitted yourself stresses out not only you individually, but the people around you collectively. 
Because if you live in a community, whether that's your family, your spouse, your kids, your church members, your coworkers, collateral damage can happen when you agree to everything that comes your way. 20 years from now, your church, your coworkers, or your boss probably won't remember the time you stayed up for 24 hours to finish a project, but your spouse or your family will. So saying no is uncomfortable, I agree, but it couldn't be more liberating. And what I personally realized for my life is that the more I said no to certain opportunities, the more opportunities that aligned with my skills and talents God put in my life. The more I said no to things that would distract me from the main purpose, the more I was able to more effectively work on the purpose that was in front of me. The more I began to say no to things, the the more I began to accomplish more things in my life. And it's crazy how that happens, but it's true because I think we're just too distracted. Everyone should do exactly what they're called to do and they need to figure out what that is by asking other people, by trying different things. But the one of the most important, uncomfortable phrases that we need to get into the habit of saying is saying no. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we talked about the five uncomfortable phrases that Christians need to start saying more often. Number one was, I don't know. Number two, I was wrong. Number three, I really appreciate you. Number four, saying nothing. And number five, saying no. And I hope this really helps and I hope you implement this into your life and I hope that you're impacted by it. And if this podcast helped you if you implemented any of these phrases i would love to hear about it so message me on facebook message me on twitter on instagram and let me know how it went i would love to celebrate with you all that god is doing as you become a more wise steward of the time that god has given you well thank you so much for listening to the 31st episode of the fuel for life podcast If you would, I would love it if you could leave a rating and a review of the podcast right on the iTunes page. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your favorite social network. And that's it for this episode of Fuel for Life. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember, before God will do a great work through your life, he wants to first do a great work in your life. And there is hope and his name is Jesus. My words be true